Welcome to the Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Hari. We are going to be talking about uh, current events as it relates to the United States and what it means for your portfolio. Uh, before we get started, we're going to um, do a little disclaimer here. This is the uh, Value Investing TV podcast. We are a podcast designed for educational and entertainment purposes. Anything we discuss on this podcast does not uh, is not discussed uh, in relation to your specific financial uh, situation or we don't know your specific financial needs. So if you are making any financial decisions, please consult with the appropriate advisor uh, before making any uh, uh, decisions. All right. Um, so in the last episode, we kind of talked a little bit about how China is being impacted by Evergrande and uh, slowing growth and other things that are going on, uh, especially related to uh, default. Um, but a lot of those same things actually apply to the U.S. in different ways. Um, you know, one of the biggest things that is kind of flying under the radar for a lot of people uh, or unnoticed was how much inflation we've had for the last year and a half. Um, you know, so inflation occurs when you inject too much, um, money into the economy, which happens with, um, you know, the traditional way you'd think about that, which goes back all the way to, you know, Roman times is that you print too much money. So you make too many gold coins or you devalue the currency. Um, essentially what happens is people need to spend more money to buy the same amount of goods. Um, there are different ways that you measure inflation, um, but you know, the consumer price index, which is a basket of goods, is the traditional economic economist way of measuring things. Um, and so what that really does is, you know, if your income is growing up, but it is going growing at a slower rate than the rate of inflation, uh, in practical terms, you actually have less money than you did before. Um, and where this actually uh, was a real problem was in the late 70s and early 80s when we had what was called stagflation, when we had stagnant growth in terms of GDP growth um, and we had inflation. Um, and so the inflation really started here when we started um, fiscal stimulus uh, due to the uh, coronavirus pandemic under Trump. And then it was extended with uh, Biden with uh you know, I think it was originally a trillion dollars and then it was $2 trillion. Um, and so when you inject that much money into the economy by not, people aren't working for it, they're just getting a check of, you know, uh, an unemployment benefits and so on. It creates a, um, you know, it creates the value of money gets decreased, you know, for, so for every dollar that you is, you have spent, um, you know, that num that now is more like 90 cents, you know, in original terms. Um, you know, since the 1970s, uh, the value of the dollar has kind of decreased by like 80%, right? So a dollar in the 1970s is now worth about 22 cents or so. Um, what that really does is, you know, it hurts the people that it hurts the most are actually the uh, middle class and the poor uh, because they don't have the ability to, um, you know, expand their growth, their, their wealth, um, you know, the, um, by, um, you know, because their their jobs are for the most part are commodities, they're easily replaceable. So that ends up meaning that their wages are are kept down. Um, what we've seen is actually 
a lot of jobs are job postings are available, but a lot of people haven't gone back to work um, because there is a stimulus that's allowing them to stay unemployed uh, and they make as much money or more money by not working. Um, and so this creates this huge gap between uh, open jobs and it and, you know, jobs that need to be fulfilled. Um, and so what that does is it stagnates growth. Um, and then on top of that, you add income or you, you spend uh, more money. Uh, and, you know, as this weekend, there is a um, there's been discussion about Biden's three point five trillion dollar stimulus that he is planning to uh, unleash. It hasn't been approved yet, but that would be another uh, source of inflation. So what what does that all mean? Well, when you combine all of this stuff and you have stagnant growth, um, this is the, you know, the recipe for, you know, a, a recession. And we've been 12 to 13 years now um, removed from the uh, 2008 recession. And normally we have one to two recessions per decade. Uh, we're now 13 years since the last one. Um, and we have been able to maintain uh, our growth by lowering the interest um, that uh, the Federal uh, Reserve charges, you know, intra-bank uh, interest rates. Uh, and what that does is it lowers um, the interest rates all across the board for borrowing money, which makes it, makes it easier to borrow money. And so people use that and uh, put more money in stocks and so forth as a result. Um, well, the Fed is actually now starting to reverse that because of the amount of inflation that they're seeing. But um, when you start reversing that, that actually creates a huge problem for the stock market because when the interest rates start to rise, um, money isn't as cheap anymore. People start pulling their money out and then they put it in bonds because bonds are safer than putting it into a stock investment. Um, so there's a huge fallout that could occur here as a result of these um, these policies. Um, so, you know, some of the biggest things that we as, you know, investors need to be mindful of is if these Biden stimuluses get passed, rather than just getting people go, to go back to work, and we start spending three and a half trillion dollars on large government stimulus, um, inflation will happen, right? It's already happened. It was a big problem. We talked about it uh, when the first stimulus was passed. And now we're, we've actually seen the outcome of that and, you know, uh, growth in certain areas has been three to 5% uh, in, in terms of inflation. Um, so that's the, the real pricing power has kind of, you know, fallen apart. Um, and so, I mean, you've probably even noticed it with, um, you know, if you're going to a restaurant, uh, restaurants are raising prices. A lot of that is due to combination of factors, not just the stimulus, but supply is, is constrained um, as a result of the global supply chain has been impacted by COVID, um, large areas of the world have, you know, significant lockdowns. Those lockdowns mean um, goods are not being uh, sent out. And as, as a result of that, uh, the prices of, you know, semiconductors, things like that are are going up. Um, and a lot of people are saying in the next year, it may not, you know, relieve until the fall of 2022. So think about cars that are, um, uh, sitting on car lots, waiting for chips to go in them. Uh, you know, the price of your computer, your tablet, and so on are more expensive because 
there's such a supply constraint um, there uh, and it really affects almost everything. So what is end up happening is people are moving their money into gold, crypto, uh, you know, those kind of things, because that has been a, uh, a focus for a long time. Um, and you've seen Bitcoin has gone up into the 40,000 up to 60,000, I think when it peaked. Um, and so a lot of this movement away is for people as, as an inflation hedge, they're moving their money into areas like Bitcoin. Um, so what does that all mean, you know, for us as investors? Well, there's a lot of things that you can do here that are, you can sit on cash and wait for um, the right pitch, you know, which is always a valid, you know, approach. A lot of people take the idea that you have to either be, uh, you know, fully invested at all times, or you have to have, you know, but if things are looking bad and, you know, hold sitting on cash is not necessarily a bad thing as we're going to see, um, I think some significant volatility as the, you know, the Fed starts moving. And if they start raising interest rates, I think people will be pulling their money out of the stock market. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm always in favor of looking for um, stocks in any market and keeping that list, you know, together. Um, that way, when it when a fat pitch does come, you're ready with cash and you can uh, take a swing at it. Um, and so right now, even though things are relatively calm, not great, but relatively calm, you can uh, start making your list of great businesses, putting those businesses through the ringer. And then if they make the cut, uh, you watch from when the, the prices fall and when the price falls below your value, uh, uh, you know, your margin of safety price, um, you, you, you know, you buy. So what I would say is, as always, you know, the, um, the best approach is always to start with looking at these investments now, even when things are good, keeping that list and growing that list to find the best stocks. And then when the, the time is right, you may have 10 or 20 or 30 stocks on your list and you're going to base it on what is the cheapest, what has the best opportunity uh, for the next three, five, 10 years uh, to continue to grow and use that information as your jumping off point for um, making portfolio decisions. So nothing is really changing here, even though we're talking about all this stuff and you may not understand all of the macroeconomics and that kind of thing. Main important thing is to always be looking for uh, individual investments because great companies do go on sale occasionally. And when they do go on sale, it is important for you to be ready to strike um, and uh, invest. So switching gears here a little bit, we're going to just, uh, you know, if you have any questions or concerns about this uh topic or you want to ask us uh, to cover a podcast, a uh, company on the next podcast, email us at info at valueinvestor.org. Um, we'd also really appreciate it if you liked, comment, and subscribed on this YouTube video because that helps us grow the podcast, get more listeners, get more people to join. And um, as we grow it and we add, you know, resources, we'll, um, you know, we'll be able to do more things with it. Um, so we really appreciate, you know, all of the, the comments um, and, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, messaging us and, you know, asking us to, to cover this. You know, last week we covered DraftKings um, and this week, you know, several people have asked us about uh, China and um, the United States. So we, we kind of covered that, you know, in this podcast. Uh, but if you have any of those 
request, please email us info at valueinvestor.org. And we'll be happy to, you know, take them into consideration as we go through the next, um, go the backlog of episodes. Um, so yeah, that will call it a day there. And, um, we'll look forward to talking to you on the next podcast. Uh, thanks for your time and we'll see you uh, next week. Bye. Thank you.